Enjoy your week. We'll be back next week. Take care. See ya. RTHK, the news at one with Tom Warden. The top stories. Finance Minister Paul Chan says his budget this week will be a plan for the future despite current economic constraints. Former Executive Councillor Franklin Lamb urges the government not to dish out more consumption vouchers. And senior diplomat Wang Yi speaks with U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken on the sidelines of the Munich Security Conference. Finance Minister Paul Chan says the government is determined to plan for Hong Kong's long-term development in this week's budget, despite facing significant financial constraints. He's expected to announce a fiscal deficit of over $100 billion for the year. Mr. Chan said the SAR can seize golden opportunities as the country pushes towards developing high-quality industries. Writing on his weekly blog, he added that the cover to his budget will be in orange, a colour he says represents confidence and hope for the future. Former Executive Councillor Franklin Lamb says it's unnecessary for the government to dish out another round of consumption vouchers, stressing that Hong Kong is now picking up after battling with the pandemic for three years. The founder of the think tank HK Golden 50 told the radio program that the government could make better use of its fiscal reserves, such as by building more universities and infrastructure. We should preserve the money we have in the government rather than distributing for consumption boosting, as like a short-term stimulus measure. So we shouldn't be really using the old mantra as if we're still a very sick patient. No, this patient is already out of hospital, doing laps on the tracks already, very healthy. So we just need to feed that growth, give it better nutrition, better diet, and we'll be up and running and leading the world again. Mr. Lam also said the administration needs to do more to retain talent, calling the net outflow of 60,000 Hong Kong residents a horrible number. His comments came days after Hong Kong again recorded a drop in population last year, with tens of thousands of residents having left the city. But Mr. Lam also expressed confidence that the SAR will be able to lure back talent with the lifting of COVID curbs both here and on the mainland. I would expect a lot more talents from all around the world really cascading into Hong Kong. Once people understand we have this once-in-a-century opportunity, it's happening and accelerating because China has exited the, the COVID shutdown. As the year progresses, we will see how the unwilling savings of China consumers over the last three years started to be emptied out. So that very big wash of money into Hong Kong in particular will be a sight for sore eyes. Financial Services Minister Christopher Hoy, meanwhile, says the government does need to implement measures to boost the economy, but stresses they also have to be retracted at some point. He gave his view when asked on a TV program whether there would be consumption vouchers announced in the budget. Mr. Hoy said that while Hong Kong's fiscal reserves have fallen to $800 billion, providing stimulus is something the government must still do. He said that as long as officials are able to find a balance as they tighten relevant policies, the economy will continue with its recovery. Senior diplomat Wang Yi has spoken with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken on the sidelines of the Munich Security Conference. Earlier, Mr. Wang condemned Washington's recent shooting down of a Chinese balloon off the coast of North Carolina. Unfortunately, the U.S. did not pay attention to the facts that we gave them, and they instead used fighter planes, modern combat aircraft, to shoot down a balloon with missiles. I would say that this is an absurd and hysterical reaction, and absolutely an abuse of force. 
The U.S. State Department said Mr. Blinken repeated President Biden's assertion that Washington wasn't looking for a new Cold War. Also in Munich, Western leaders have appealed for long-term backing for Ukraine in response to Russia's war. The British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak said President Putin was betting that the West would lose its nerve, so now was the time to step up military support. The U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris promised that her government was ready to back Ukraine for as long as needed. The Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba had this to say. Russia waged a genocidal war against Ukrainians because they do not recognize our identity and they do not think we deserve to exist as a sovereign nation. Everything that stems from that is crimes against humanity, war crimes, and various other atrocities committed by the Russian army in the territory of Ukraine. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past one. The South Korean foreign minister says the international focus on Ukraine has emboldened North Korea to expand its missile test program. Park Jin was speaking in Germany after Pyongyang fired a suspected intercontinental ballistic missile into the Sea of Japan, its first such launch for seven weeks, which was widely condemned. Mr. Park said North Korea's intention was clear. Today, it resumed ballistic missile testing, probably an ICBM, after a break lasting almost 50 days, clearly signaling its intent to conduct additional uh, provocations. And going further, if North Korea conducts the seventh nuclear test, which could happen at any time, it will be a game changer. The family of the former U.S. President Jimmy Carter says he's decided to spend his remaining time at home after a series of short hospital stays. The Carter Center said the 98-year-old would receive hospice care. Jimmy Carter became president in 1977 and spent four years in the White House. Britain says very good progress has been made towards a long-awaited deal with the European Union on post-Brexit trading arrangements for Northern Ireland. A Downing Street statement said the British Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, and the European Commission President, Ursula von der Leyen, held positive talks in Munich. But Mr. Sunak said there was more work to do. There are still challenges to work through. We have not resolved all these issues. No, there there isn't a deal that has been done. There there is an understanding of what needs to be done. It's the issues that I outlined. And today I've been in Northern Ireland talking to parties there about the things that we need to fix. Uh, We're working through those. To sport now, and there have been some big results in the English Premier League, where Manchester City blew their chance to stay top of the table, as we hear from the BBC's Lee James. Manchester City missing the opportunity to go back to the top of the Premier League. They had taken the lead, Bernardo Silva, in the first half, but they missed chances to really finish this game off, and Nottingham Forest came back to get the point with a late goal from Chris Wood. So Manchester City, after beating Arsenal in midweek, their title rivals sit in second behind them once more. Let's hear from the Manchester City manager, Pep Guardiola. He said they were short of only one thing. A really, really good game, except the goal that we defend without commitment, our central defenders. But yeah, it was a really, really good game. So we did everything. We played perfect. We had an amazing chances. We were going to see the game. We could not believe it, but it's football. You have to score. So we didn't do it, and that's why we dropped. 
Arsenal back on top of the table then. They scored twice in stoppage time to win a six-goal thriller at Aston Villa. They'd gone behind twice in this game, but they got their first win in four with late goals rounded off by Gabriel Martinelli in added on time. So Arsenal on top of Manchester City, two points clear as things stand. And their manager, Mikel Arteta, said to win the game was something special. Well, with two things, because psychologically it was really tough to get the result we got against City with the performance that we had, and then less than three days later in the morning to come to this place, which is tough, and do it in the second half with the passion, with the physicality, with the rhythm and quality that we've done it, is a very difficult thing to do. So that's at the top of the table. As for the relegation battle, Everton have moved out of the drop zone. They were 1-0 winners over Leeds United today. And so have Bournemouth. They beat Wolves by a goal to nil away from home. Big win as well for the bottom side, Southampton. 1-0 at Chelsea as the pressure mounts on the Chelsea manager, Graham Potter. James Ward-Prowse with the only goal of that game. Elsewhere, Brentford and Crystal Palace drew one all. Fulham were 1-0 winners over Brighton. And in the late game, Liverpool ran out comfortable winners at St. James's Park, beating 10-man Newcastle 2-0. Now to the weather forecast. Dry and relatively warm with sunny periods this afternoon. Top temperatures of about 27 degrees. Mainly cloudy tonight, moderate north to northeasterly winds. The outlook sunny periods tomorrow. Windy, fine and dry with cool mornings in the following couple of days. Currently at the observatory, it's 26 degrees with relative humidity of 60%. And please note that the yellow fire danger warning is currently in effect. To end the news, the top stories once again. Finance Minister Paul Chan says his budget this week will be a plan for the future, despite current economic constraints. Former Executive Councillor Franklin Lamb urges the government not to dish out more consumption vouchers. And senior diplomat Wang Yi speaks with U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken on the sidelines of the Munich Security Conference. That's news, sports and weather from RTHK. This is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience.